Ladies and gentlemen, we're back, and you know what that sound means. We have the one and only Law and Order fan fiction enthusiast here, Ben Beto. Ben Beto, how the heck are you? Well, well, well. <laughs> well, well, well. Jesse Bays. Yeah. <laughs> we meet again. We meet again. Am I? I've always Am wanted I in agree. one of your fan fictions right now? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> fan fiction. <laughs> Uh, um, I'm just kidding, Ben. Have you have you ever have you ever are you into Law and Order at all? I mean, I've seen it. Okay, did you know that there were approximately 25 Law and Order commercials during the Super Bowl? Did you know that? I did not because know that. I did not know that. Well, I I did know that because I just said it. But this is what I didn't know. I didn't know Law and Order was doing well enough to say, you know, what we could use. Super Bowl commercials. Super Bowl commercials. I thought they were on the outs, man. I thought it was over. Yeah, well, I knew they had like a spin-off show. So so yeah, if you if you're tuning in now for the first time, this is our Law and Order fan cast of Law and Order stuff. Uh Ben Beto, um, he is he just called himself a dork and not a nerd, and he also called himself a an otherwise useless human being, which I will fight to the tooth and nail that that is not the case. I do not think you're useless, Bimbito. I mean, I am a good punching bag. <laughs> Man, the, Soft and pillowy. The, the ever self-deprecating Bimbito. It is How I. are you doing today? I'm good. Yeah? How are you, Jesse Bates? I'm good. I'm good. Yesterday's How weather you, was a shock. Also, the Matthew. Matthew Simmons is here. Matthew, um, how are you doing? You got a new tattoo yesterday. What? What did you get? A wolf on the outside of his arm. Fantastic. One more session to my whole sleeve is done. Yeah. Wow. My uh, stepdaughter does tattoos. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, He told me she is an independent. Um, She travels to you. So, yeah, she's like I. You call it like a a prepper tattooist like she's off the grid so she has this big massive tackle box with all of her oh, tools that's super cool and yeah people make appointments and you know she um she's in college and that's her college job is she bebops around town and makes a killing i mean it's that's really cool what yeah. is this is this like what she wants to do yes after school it yeah. is where she go to school again uh, she goes to school up in georgetown Georgetown. Georgetown College, not the Patrick Ewing Georgetown University. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, Georgetown College up in um, Georgetown, Kentucky. Yeah. Oh, really? Matthew, a big Georgetown guy. White dog tattoo here in Georgetown. Hmm. Ben, you have your stepdaughter, then you have two other kids. I have two other kids, wherever they are. Wherever they are. Reese and Jude. <laughs> yeah. Reese and Jude. Reese is 14. Yeah. Judas 12. Do they also want to be tattoo artists or are they more of the law and order fan fiction type? They are. Yeah. They're more of the, I wouldn't say that, but they are less <laughs> of the tattoo artists. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if this proper spectrum yeah. is to say on one end law yeah. and order fan fiction. And then on the other end, tattoo artist. Yeah. That seems a little specific, <laughs> Jesse. I don't know. For those of you that don't know, um, Jude, um, their youngest happens to be my spirit animal. Um, <laughs> Jude, Jude is, um, Jude, um, every time I, every time I talk to Jude, Jude is doing like the coolest thing ever. Like, I think, I think last time I talked to Jude, he was making his own video game yes. and it looked 
like legitimately very good. And I was like, man, Jude, if I could, if I could go back in time and redo my life as you, I would do it in a heartbeat. (laughs) Yeah. That's wild. He has a a group of friends and they have all, um, done the division of labor. So like he's, he's responsible for the music. Right now? Oh, daggone it, Jude. And it was like, so how cool. are you doing this? <laughs> He's like, such a cool kid. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I'm pretty impressed. I, I really am. And I'm, um, I don't know specifically how he's making this game um i'm sure there's some kind of a a tool involved or whatever but um i'm Mm -hmm. excited to play it when it comes out it's 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 a really funny dynamic though because um jude is like my spirit animal where he's like he's like really creative he's like he like wears like his emotions on his sleeves like he's okay with like doing nerdy stuff and then reese is like my white spirit animal where it's like hey if everything isn't perfect right now um i'm gonna make it Yes. I'm going to make it that way. Yeah. And she's, yeah. um, yeah, she's, uh, <laughs> Reese is, uh, Reese is a fun, fun, interesting kid. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah, and re- I, I'm worried that the next four years are either going to be fantastically fun and, or incredibly stressful. Yeah. Cause she's getting into that high school zone. Yes. Yes, yeah. she is. High school zone is scary. It is scary. I was there. Scary time. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like that long ago. It wasn't that long ago. You're what, 25, 24? Yeah. I had, I had Reese when I was 11. <laughs> and, no, I am 44. Wait, you had Reese? I did. <laughs> That's I'm basically incredible. a seahorse. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> um, ben, ben, you've been married to Carabino, who, who used to work here. Kara was our middle school pastor for five years. Is that right? I think so. Um, and, um, has recently stepped back. You guys have been married for how long? Uh, we have been married for 16 years of this May. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys found each other here. Is that we right? We did. Yeah. Yeah. So some might say that we're like the, like, um, love boat of churches. I, I mean, yes, I would say that. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. It's not some, I mean, I, <laughs> I and others have said that. Yes. Uh, it was in our mission statement, actually, in the 80s. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, how did you guys meet? You guys met here. We actually work? met on the worship team. Heck um, yeah. Yeah, she sang. I played bass, much like today. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. Yeah, you, you guys met on the worship team. So you've been coming here for how long? Oh, my. I, I have been here for 40 years. I was a four-year-old when uh, my Holy mom and dad brought me cow. here. I, I was trying to, and this is nothing to brag about or whatever, but I was trying to think through. There may be one or two more people that have been here longer, Yeah, but I don't feel old enough to have been the longest <laughs> member. And so that really kind of freaks me out just a little yeah. bit. But um, I guess, I guess when you started here, then you were doing church and in this room right here. Yes. Like we're, we're in the youth room. That's where we do all of our recordings just because the acoustics are great in here. But I guess like this is where you like actually started going to church. Then. Yeah. This is where I zoned out during um, sermons and doodled <laughs> and everything yeah. else that kids do in the middle of, yeah. in the middle of church. Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm old enough to remember uh, I'm, just to give perspective, if you're familiar with the youth room slash old sanctuary, there is a uh, double basketball goal set up in what <laughs> used to be 
my um, grade school classroom long a long time ago. And before that was actually the nursery slash mother like room or whatever. Wait, there was a classroom right there? Yes, that was actually the back wall. Um, the doors that are here that all the people on the audio podcast can see me pointing yeah, to. I bet this is a gr- great... <laughs> A great experience for everyone listening right now. Oh, everybody's already just deleted this episode and moved on to, like, I'm going to check out the daily. The, um, no, the, these gray doors here were actually the exterior doors to the parking lot. Holy cow. And there was another set. There was like a wall that would go all the way across here in line with the beams that um, was the entrance into the sanctuary. Are you this, Matthew? It's nuts. Yeah, so there's a little, there was like a a door immediate, like if you're walking in, there's a door immediately to the right, which was like a, when I was a kid old enough to remember, was like a library slash Sunday school room. And so, uh, yeah, I I remember um, Daryl Horn teaching uh, some Sunday school classes in that room. Joy Ritchie taught me in that room. Um, These are all um, some Hall of Famers from the, Bowling and Christian's history. Let's let's get a little controversial here. Oh, let's. Who is your favorite? Who is my favorite? I love yeah. Joy Ritchie. Joy Ritchie. What yes. a name. With a name like that, you've got to be a good How Sunday school teacher. How do you not teacher. be joyful? He, he was your Sunday school teacher at what age? She. She. Yes, Joy, not Joey. Oh. Joy. Sorry, no, my no. South Central Kentucky accent no. is shining <laughs> No, through. I think I said it right the first time. I don't know why in my mind I thought, oh, Joy's a boy name. It definitely, it definitely most usually is not. Drink up on that coffee, Jesse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Joy Ritchie was. Joy Ritchie, yeah. And, um, it's the, the Alexander's um, grandmother, Heather Alexander's mom. Okay, so Maddox and Linux and all right, of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's that so is great. So cool. Yeah, she is so great. Man, that's cool. So you've been here for a lot of changes then. Yes. So you're you're almost at this point like our church's historian, some might say. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe so. Yeah. What do you what do you think about all the changes? I love it. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think a church that is in a static Mm. Is a da- is in a dangerous place. Um, I, I feel like church should be That's this. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, because you know, you know we're we're called to be beacons of light in a society yeah. that you know <laughs> it's going to hell in a handbasket. I mean, let's let's sure. be let's yeah. be honest. And um, I, I think a lot of people confuse with us being called to be a light in that world with mm. being this static thing. A lot like God never does change. Yep. And I think a lot of people confuse the church's mission to also be that shining light that never changes. That's and it's the really way that Grandpappy had it in 1950. So therefore, it needs to be um, it needs to be the same. You know, we, this church no longer does Sunday school. Sure. Yeah. Personally, my preference, I miss it. I would like to have yeah, it back. Yeah, yeah. But the the world that we're in no longer fits the template that was set up hmm. in the early to mid 1900s where there was Sunday school, then there was the service. It, mm-hmm. it just doesn't match anymore. Yep. And um, so, yeah, so there are lots of things changing and I think that's a good thing because it means we're alive. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I've never heard that like um, put like that where you're saying, Hey, a lot of people think that because God is so steady, he is so constant that we have to be the same thing. Right. When, 
in reality, what you're saying is like, no, no, like we are called to be a light to the world. And so like, we're like, we're like, our world is always changing. And so we have to constantly change how we're bringing that light. Right. Yeah. It, I love that. You know, Paul in Acts, um, and he talked about the, uh, the, the idol to the unknown God. Hmm. Yeah. Um, that was him pivoting. That was him taking something of the world and spinning it yeah. to something to, to, you know, draw that illustration. And we have an entire world out there for our canvas to do that kind of thing mm-hmm. with. And so it, it, it irks mm. me a little bit when, um, when I hear people say, well, it's just not the, you know, it's not the way it used to be and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah, good. Right. Like, yes. Like we should be changing. And honestly, no other place can, can you really see that demonstrated like as well as like, or as much, I shouldn't say well, but as much as you do with worship, right? Because like, I'm sure worship in this room mm-hmm. was a lot different than what it is now. We're marching to Zion, Jesse. Beautiful, beautiful Zion. <laughs> yeah. But what, <laughs> but what I always find super interesting is like, the people who are like expressionally, passionately, visibly worshiping in our church are the people who were in this room. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Are the people who who are who are getting up there in age? You know what I mean? Like, are the people who grew up the grew up with hymns? Are the people who who um, who have been here like through all these changes? And so, like, if anyone had the right, you know to say, oh, this isn't how we were raised. This isn't how we should do things. It mm-hmm. would be them. But like, it almost seems like they've been a champion of like, hey, we need to be worshiping however with whatever music, you know what I mean? Which has been really cool to watch from the stage. Yeah. And I mean, I get what you're saying, but I would challenge the, has the right to say, oh, sure. this is how we're raised. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you know, sure. Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. It's just in my mind, you know, you're, the way I was raised, praise to um, to God is this emotional um, outlaying of mm. "Here is me," you know. And if that is if that is an old hymn, then by all means, absolutely yeah. it is. But if it is, you know, like current music or art or yeah. just silence, you know, just sitting in silence, I believe yeah. is a can be a form of worship. So yeah, that it's. Well, then maybe that's, um, now we're getting into the part of, of, of the world that I love the most, but maybe that like (laughs) is part of the issue then, right? Because I hear you say that, like the way I was raised was like, worship wasn't even about this. You know what I mean? Worship was about like, okay, I'm going to say here I am God. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just expression, right? Like, and and now there definitely is a culture in the world where it's like, man, I'm going to go where the music is the best. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go where they have the trendiest um, stage design. I'm going to go where all of these things. And if you're not in that place, it is crazy common to hear this phrase. And I've heard this phrase my whole life, as long as I've been doing worship, it's crazy common to hear this phrase. Well, I just don't feel like the worship is filling me up. It's just so strange. I don't feel like the worship is filling me up. I mean, that's not what it's for. Right. Like it's <laughs> it's it's supposed to be the it's supposed to be the exact opposite, right? right. It's supposed yeah. to be like, no, no, no. I'm 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 pouring out. I'm not filling up or like I'm like I'm Mary at the feet of Jesus, right? Like I'm like pouring mm-hmm. out. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm just not feeling Jesus' feet today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so 
It's so strange. I didn't mean to get us off on that rant, and I'm very sorry <laughs> for that. Ben, ben, you're also an avid reader. Yes. Right? I love to read. You, 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 are, you don't know this. You're, you're kind of my reading hero. Oh, wow. You have recently inspired me. We did New Year's with each other, right? What New now? Year's? What's that, we'll say that again? We did New Year's with each other, yes, right? Uh-huh. We did New Year's with each other, and, and there was a conversation with you, me, and Landon Case. And we just sat there and read. It was fantastic. <laughs> We sat there it read. was a hopping no, party, man. No, no, no. no. But <laughs> Ben was talking about all these books that he reads, and it like inspired me. And so I've I've just been on a reading kick where I've just been like, okay, I'm I don't care what I'm doing, I'm just gonna sit down and read. I've actually brought my book with me to work today because if I get like a couple minutes here and there, I'm just gonna read a, wow. a couple pages. You have totally inspired me. What are you reading right now, Ben? Right now I am reading a book. Uh, what is it called? I can't think of the title, but it's a book written by former FBI agent that, um, (laughs) no, hold on. Um, and it's, it's about, um, nonverbal communication. Oh, cool. Oh yeah. And so like this guy talks about how he can basically tell if somebody is being deceptive, um, if they are uncomfortable or comfortable, that Mm. kind of thing. And so just from the nonverbals. How do I look right now? Do I look comfortable? You you look so disgusted to be here with me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing that you've kept me at such a distance. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm on a totally separate couch. Yeah. I put and Jesse and Matthew. I just put Ben on the other side of the youth room. We're just yelling right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So have you used any of this stuff on Kara? Like, have you been like, oh, I can tell right now you're being a little. Mm-hmm. Not. Yeah. Not yet. Um, I'm, if I'm, I know Kara, though, I'm sure she's made jokes about you using this on her so far. Oh, yeah. She, she would. <laughs> And um, I really don't have to use the nonverbals on Kara because she's very, very clear on what she's <laughs> thinking and feeling at any she's given so time. She's an anomaly that way. Yeah. So um, now me, on the other hand, I am almost 100% nonverbal. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's an interesting read. I'm only about halfway through it right now. So. Okay. Okay. This is a question I love to ask readers. What's like the book that like um, influenced you the most? Oh wow! Um, you know what I'm saying? The Bible, fiction or a nonfiction. It can be a Christian. It doesn't have to be Christian. Like, what's yeah. like the book in your life you can point to? Be like, man, that book changed my life. Well, uh, okay. This is going to sound completely disingenuous, but the Bible. Okay, so sure. Let's, let's <laughs> sure. go second place. Yeah, second which place. I think is probably um, there's two books that uh, I really just in, really thoroughly enjoyed. And I don't know, as far as influenced me, I don't know, I don't know if I'm that self-aware to know what is... The Chronicles of Law and Order. The Chronicles of Law and Order. I wrote that, actually. (laughs) And um, (laughs) now the um, Confederacy of Dunces is one. And then the other one is a book called A Last Babylon, or two of my absolute favorite books. They're both fiction books. Um, A Last Babylon is the... um, it's a it's a fifties era post apocalyptic um, you know back when the Cold War was beginning mm-hmm. and Russia's going to have the bombs and all this all this other stuff um, there were all kinds of books out there that you mm-hmm. know projected hey what would happen if the bombs went off yeah. this one's by far the best okay uh, yeah it's so it's so so good yeah and then uh, Confederacy of Dunces is just. <laughs> It's just about this loser, and I can't even. <laughs> I'm, I'm the worst. Like, yeah, I am not leaving here 
to go be on the New York Times book podcast. <laughs> no, I'm limited to this podcast. So, uh, so um, I don't know how to describe it other than it's just so it's so well written and it's so funny. And yeah. just what what about because it, it's interesting you chose two fiction books, mm-hmm. right? What about those books? Like really, like I mean, really spoke to you. Just a great story. Um, Mm. It's just a really quick read. I think I read Alas Babylon. Well, I know the first time I read it was within two days. Just, I wasn't even ready for it. I ended up staying, this was like a Thursday night or something. Had to work the next day. And it's two in the morning and I'm turning to page 100 going, okay, it's time to stop. Mm. You know, it's, I was just going to do a quick chapter. Gosh, that's the best feeling. Isn't it the best feeling? I was so dead the next day, but it was worth it. Um, shifting gears a little bit. Um, okay. Uh, do, you, do you think, um, I was reading an article the other day, um, and it mentioned C.S. Lewis, he's talking about fiction, right? And the, mm-hmm. and the role that fiction plays in our faith. And he had this interesting quote that like, I wish, I wish I would have thought I'd bring it, but, um, it was the idea that, um, when we create worlds, we're worshiping God because of the fact that he's like the ultimate creator, right? And so like like us like taking part in that, like we're saying like, okay, like 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 I'm gonna make this beautiful world, whether in my mind or on paper, and this is gonna be my form of worship. What do you think about that? Oh, that's interesting. I hadn't really thought of I don't know that I've come across that quote or not, but I guess being made in the image of God, yeah, we would have that creation aspect. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, I think maybe that does kind of massage that skill or not skill, but that aspect maybe, I don't know. That's interesting. I thought it was interesting because there is something that's almost like, um, I mean, like when you pick up a book like that, right. Where you're just like locked in and you're like, man, the story is beautiful. The story is so well done. Like it really does feel like a holy thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it really does. Even if it has like, like nothing directly to do with the faith, you know what I mean? Like it really does feel like a holy thing. Like I always think of, there's this, um, I'm a huge nerd. And so I read like high fantasy books there's this book called the light bringer chronicles. Um, and it is, um, this crazy, crazy book anyway, by the third book, right? So I've already read all the other books, but the third book, there's this one scene where the main character is on a boat, um, with this guy from this totally other country. Um, and, and they just have this scene like, like they're both like, trapped in slavery and they're on this boat and they're looking up at the stars. Um, and they have this beautiful scene where they're just having this conversation about life. Um, and I remember putting down the book and just praying and just being like, so in tune with God, you know what I mean? In that moment. And I was like, man, stories are so powerful. You know what I mean? Even though that, like, like it had nothing to do with Christ or the gospel, like, it was just like, okay, this story is like so moving and so beautiful that I know that like God has a hand in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think it, I think in that way, like stories have taught me a lot about 
worship and and beauty has taught me a lot about worship where it's just like, okay, like God is in the beautiful things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, gosh. Does it make you feel the same way you feel when you read my law and order fan fiction? It does. It does. Actually, actually the book that I was referring to was your law and order fan (laughs) fiction where I just put it down and I just had to pray and say, wow, God, you're so good. Law and Order Bowling Green. Yeah. Oh, just look on the front page of msn.com. It's there all the time. It's so good. No. If, yeah. you, if you know me at all, dear listener, you um, this is hilarious because I am not a good writer. And the idea, the, the mere idea is just hilarious to me. You, you are the music enthusiast, right? I bet... I bet you've had that same exact experience I just said about books with like a song or an album though. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I've, I've been taken there a lot more with music than I have been with, with books. Hmm. What do you think just, just in general, like medium aside, right? Like whether it's music or art or any of those things, what do you think that says about worship? All right. Cause you're, on the worship team, you've been on the mm-hmm. worship team for years and years and years. You're obviously passionate about worship, mm-hmm. um, which I'd love to hear about. But what do you think that like that, like this idea that like beauty inherently points people towards a, a creator? You know, what, I mean? what do you think that says about worship? This this is a this is a big one, and I, I feel like yeah, you could talk. It's a for, huge question. Yeah, you, and you could talk for. You could probably have a master's level, mm-hmm. you know, entire class on something like this. But just to kind of try to sum it up, beauty is so many aspects of. I mean, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, but not entirely. There's so many things that are mm-hmm. universally beautiful. So yeah. you can go across cultures in time and a sunset is just mm. beautiful and awe-inspiring. Yeah. And, and and so that commonality to me leads directly to a single creator, you know, like to me is, is proof there's a God and the ability That's to... That's really interesting. Yeah. And to be able, the ability to appreciate that, I, I feel like is points to a creator. That's that's really interesting, right? Because it almost sounds like you're saying that like beauty is proof of a God because like what is the like evolutionary advantage of finding a sunset beautiful? Right. Like it, it just it just is. I mean, if anything, if you think about it, just purely from an evolutionary standpoint, a sunset should strike fear because darkness is coming. Mm, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, why is it that I mean, you can go back thousands of years and yeah. the sunset is this beautiful thing, and there's always has been you know, yep. paintings and 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 everything else, and you know, here in this country and countries halfway across the world and cultures that are are different. It, it yeah. all comes to this. You know, the same common aspects that we see as beautiful. Okay, so then taking that concept. I'm um, such a hippie. No, no. no. I love that. That's a thing I never thought about. Okay, so taking that concept Mm -hmm. um, and pasting it over 
our context as a worship team or as a church in worship. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think that applies? Well, uh, this is a tricky one um, because I feel like, okay, so so musically there are moments in time where as a player mm-hmm. that I get into like the flow and you almost forget that you're playing. Yeah. You're just kind of in that world of, yeah, yeah you're like, you're in the moment, mm. your hands yep. are doing what they're doing, you're singing, you're in a world all by yourself. Yeah. And you've got to be careful because um, are you in worship? Are you in a flow? Or is this just a one, four, six, five yeah. demonstrated yeah, chord progression, manipulative, I'm going to make you feel worshipful. Yeah. And, you know, so yeah. there, there's a real fine line you got to be real careful of because, you know, are you... Are you worshiping God or are you worshiping the feeling mm. of yeah. what the music, which has been engineered to, <laughs> to do? This. do? Yeah. Right. And, and so that's um that's a that's a thing I've I've personally struggled with before. Like, you know, the the hymn the old hymns that nobody seems to like. Um, what is it? Why why does nobody like those hymns? Mm. Do they yeah. do they relate? Do they just not have a good progression yeah are they six verses long who even care <laughs> you know so um i don't know it, it's it goes to the whole question of is this just a performance is this the opening act for weston is this mm. you know is this what i'm getting my money's worth by tithing you know i pay this amount i should be able to sing some old hymns you know that that that, that yeah. kind of thing so I, I don't know i know i'm completely going off on a tangent on what no. you asked. And, and really, if pressed, I don't know if I could repeat the question you had asked. <laughs> you can no. edit that out, Matthew. But the, um, yeah, it, it's, I feel like you've got to be, you got to be careful, I guess, for being in that moment. Yeah. Well, what is hard about that balance is, so we know things like, if beauty inherently points us to a creator, mm-hmm. right? What's hard about that balance is like beauty is good. It's good that these songs are engineered in such a way that they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's it's good that like the room is beautiful. Right? Like you go back and look at all of these like old cathedrals, right? Mm-hmm. And they're filled yeah. with art and the architecture is magnificent, right? And all that's good because it, it says, man, this is beautiful. It makes you ponder and say, man, God must be real, yeah. right? What What you're saying though is true where it's like, man, what if you went in and you worshipped the architecture? Right. Like, what there's a real fine in? line there. Right. Or or here, like, what if you were like, man, you know what? I stinking love um, all hail King Jesus. That's my favorite song. Um, and so you only worship during that song because it's, it's your favorite song. When Well, if that's the only time you're worshiping, well, then you're worshiping the architecture. You're not working... Right, like and you're, you're not worshiping like what it's pointing you to. Yeah, yeah. you're short circuiting the whole purpose of worship. It's not to be poured into, like you were saying earlier. Yes. It is to give praise to God. Yeah, and you give praise to God whether you're feeling it or mm. not. It doesn't. It, you know, you, yes. we're not told to worship God if you're having a good day. If you're if you're really digging the music, mm-hmm. um, you know, even on our worst days, we're supposed to worship God. Yeah, and I, I feel like. Just to go on another tangent, because 
that's the spaghetti ball that my brain is, <laughs> that, um, I, I feel like that's where beauty kind of can help us with that. Yes. You know, yeah. like, um, I'm having a really crap day, but man, Paul McCartney could write a song, you know, mm-hmm. yes. and this like, oh man, I'm just even saying the words gave me chills. Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that pathetic? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, wow, that's, that's amazing. And then, you know, I'm not going to sit here and just, you know, worship, take it to ride, but, um, <laughs> I am going to think about that, that God gave yeah. somebody the ability to, craft a series of sounds Mm -hmm. that is so universally loved. Yeah. So that's amazing to me. And just like the idea that like, okay, this beauty that I'm experiencing, this beauty that I'm seeing, this beauty that like I'm a part of right now, because when you sing in worship, you become a part of that beauty. But this beauty, this creation is just a small echo of God's. Yeah creative act, his, his power, his own glory, his own beauty. Mm-hmm. And with that recognition, you're right. It should, it should point you towards a deeper worship. Right. Yeah. I love that, Ben. I love that. Um, Hey, it, you, um, you have been in the worship team for a long time. You've been in their church for a long time. You've seen all these changes, mm-hmm. right? You, um, I just, I just kind of want to know, as a person who's been here as long as you have, um, seeing everything, like I have a prayer for our church, you know what I mean? But um, I've only been here for almost about two years. Two right? years. Wow. Yeah. Um, as a person who's been here as long as you have, like what is a prayer that you would have for our church? Yeah, this is a, this is a big question. Um, and I don't know that I could nail it down to a single Sure. Big prayer, singular, you know? You're allowed to cheat like Weston. Do I'm totally going to cheat like Weston. Yeah, sure. um, the, oh, man, I, I think if I could, if I, if I could, let me just, let me just rant. Cause that's what I've been doing the last hour anyway. You know, <laughs> I, think, just, I think it's what a podcast a is anyway. Sprawl, yeah. And we'll yeah. just make Matthew edit it later. <laughs> Squarespace. The, <laughs> Um, yeah. So focus, Ben, focus. I think a big prayer is that we would not become complacent, Mm. uh, that we would not just kind of establish ourselves as this is capital T, the capital W way, um, you know, of how to, you know, how to navigate. Um, I pray that our own personal preferences would not get in the way of shining Christ's light into a world. Mm. I mean, it's so, Jesse, it's so desperately needs Christ right yeah. now. My goodness. Yeah. And, um, you know, if I've got a favorite hymn and we don't sing it anymore because it's putting people to sleep, then I should be okay with that, you mm-hmm. know? And I'm 44, so I'm I'm an old guy, right? I mean, I don't know. Do you see me as... I don't feel like I'm old. I do not see you Uh, as old. (laughs) I mean, there's a good section of this church is probably like, that guy is old. And I'm not getting younger. And I hope that by the time I'm 54, 64, 74, God Mm -hmm. willing, 84, that um, I'm in here and 
if worship looks totally different than it did mm-hmm. in the 1990s or the aughts or the 2020s. I hope that I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. And I hope that not only am I okay in that, I hope that I am wide open in worship with that mm-hmm. for whatever that's going to look like. Yeah. Um, that's a big, that's a big prayer. Another big prayer, which could really probably spiral into its own podcast, but I'll say it anyway, <laughs> is I really pray that we don't get in our own way of Christ's commandments to us. Hmm. And, and what I mean by that is I feel like sometimes the evangelical church, which I would put, I would categorize us in there. I, I feel like a lot of times we we take the Bible and yeah. the Bible is is good. I, I believe in the inerrancy of the Bible, but I feel right. like as humans, we like to sort things and we like to prioritize things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as humans, a lot of times we'll put the um, individualized teachings of Paul ahead of the universal teachings of Christ. And Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And I see this a lot. And yeah. I, I, I pray, I feel like personally, and maybe I'm just in the middle of it and don't see it. I feel like this congregation does a fairly good job of that, especially lately, but there's still a ton of room for improvement. And I, and I see, I see a lot of quote Christians that are saying things that absolutely run against everything I've read in the Bible. Mm. Um, And I don't know. It's um, I just pray that I pray that we don't step I'll just put the name to it. I pray that we don't stop becoming a Christian church and start becoming a Christian nationalist church because it's a very different, that's a very different thing. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in, in a world like now, I'm going to drop a stat on you that might make you really sad. Are you ready for it? Do it. I want to be depressed. (laughs) Last year was the first year in the history of the church, not our church, not, um, not, now, the United States church, the first year in the history of the church, where people are not um, choosing their church based off what they believe religiously. They're choosing their church based off what they believe politically. politically. Oh, yeah. That's the exactly first year what I'm talking about. Where, like, literally, stats are backing this up. This isn't anecdotal. And that's and, and so you're right. dangerous. Like, no matter where you are on your spectrum, right, of of politics, it's sad that you would hold that above who Jesus is. You know what I mean? And right now our world holds that above who Jesus is. And so I think that is, I think that's such a needed prayer. Yeah. I think, I think that's such a needed prayer because I even find myself really tempted, right? I find myself tempted towards that where like, um, I see churches that are on the opposite view of my own Mm -hmm. and I'm like, man, like, like I would never go there, you know what I mean? Like if I, if I, um, when like that's like, that's not what we're supposed to do, you know right. what I mean? Like we're supposed to be like, oh, they love Jesus. Let me go here with these other Jesus yeah. lovers. And, and to be clear, that's that's the good thing about having different congregations and even different mm-hmm. denominations. Sure, yes. we're all on the same team. Yes, if you know, if, if it's truly a hang-up mm-hmm. to worship with modern music, and I get that. Yeah, because I mean, there's sometimes where it's just like, oh my goodness, you know. Um, 
But uh, and I'm up there playing it. Yeah. yeah but <laughs> yeah. It, if that is truly a stumbling block, then by all means, yeah. please, you know, do not let us be a hindrance to yeah. to your worship. There's yeah. plenty of other congregations across town. Now, when it gets dangerous, is when we start ascribing Jesus to certain business practices, let's say, or, you know, political ideologies. Mm -hmm. Um, Every time I've gone through the Gospels, and I try to do that once a year, every time I've gone through the Gospels, I've noticed that Jesus is not angry at the poor and the sinners. Jesus is angry at the religious elites. And there's a warning there. And do not become a religious elite. And if you do, make sure that you are following the teachings of Christ and not anything else. And anything else that enters into that is super dangerous. And you guys both are sitting here going, oh my gosh, Matthew, hit pause, hit pause. (laughs) Get this guy to stop talking. (laughs) No, (laughs) no, I think we're actually going to. Yeah. Oh, that was all pre-flight. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we right haven't on. been recording. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Use our Squarespace code. <laughs> no, no, man. Um, no, I think I think all this is good. I think it's all really desperately needed. Um, I don't want to eat up all your time though. Do you, would you mind? I'm good you until twelve. I would love to pray, but if, yeah. if you say eat up my time, I, I work for a San Francisco company from home, so oh I heck got, yeah, heck yeah. yeah. Um, ben, ben told me when he got this new job that, um, his, oh, no. <laughs> his company, um, Matthew, you're going to think this is awesome. His company has like yoga Tuesdays or something where they, it's like the most awesome. San Francisco hippie thing I've ever heard. Oh, it's great. Yeah. So, um, people like to hate on yoga and stuff, but like back in like. 2019, 2020, when the pandemic first started, and we like students were quarantined at home and working from home and everything, I started doing like morning and nighttime yoga every day, and it changed my life. I was so relaxed. Oh yeah. I fall asleep instantly. Yeah, you like, da- wake up, get a little like sweat going with yoga, just stretching. Uh-huh. Oh. It just like makes your day so much better. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it like there's like cortisol that builds up in your muscles, and that it's stretch like releases it. Yeah. You. Sh- after your internship is done here, you used to see if Ben's company has any openings. Yes, or it's a great company. <laughs> hey, that would actually be super cool. I've been trying to talk to Katie because Katie's super into like fitness and stuff, and I've been trying to get her to be like, "Hey, you should totally do workout classes at the church." Um, because I, I think that'd be awesome. Wouldn't that be awesome? I mean, I would not attend, <laughs> but I think for other people, yeah. That would be great. I'd be down. <laughs> hey, why don't you go and pray for us, though? I babe? will, yeah. yeah. Um, Heavenly Father, I, I thank you for for Jesse and for Matthew and their willingness um, to to do this new kind of ministry. Um, and I hope it's a I hope it's a ministry, God. And um I just I thank you for their willingness to to work through this. Uh, Lord, I thank you for Bollingen Christian Church and for mm-hmm. all of the um all of the good that it has selfishly done me over the years, Lord, and I just pray that um, that I could continue to um, to worship um, to worship you through here, Lord, and I, mm-hmm. um, I pray, God, that you would um, protect this this church, protect its congregation, this congregation. Yep. Uh, I pray, Lord, that we would always have our eyes set on you, 
and nothing else. And it's in your son's glorious name we pray. Amen. 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 I'll let you get back to your fan fiction, Ben. All right. <laughs> I've got a great new plot idea. <laughs> yeah. It's about a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Great job.